0: going on everybody welcome to the ring the bell phillies podcast i'm Christy francesco dean and jason are here with me um last night i was being introduced by jason and tonight i'm the ruler of the world here (laughs) um all right guys in in about 45 minutes you'll be being introduced by me yeah i know i'll be introduced i'll be called some derogatory term uh uh, (laughs) since we're recording this on wednesday the (laughs) phillies have already had a you know a week and a half worth of games and For those of you who are listening, that means you obviously pay attention to the Phillies, so it's not necessarily something I have to go into game by game or discuss. We all know what the last week and a half have brought the Phillies. Thank God that they were able to uh, pull one out um, on Wednesday afternoon, uh, thanks in large part to a uh, two-run home run in the bottom of the ninth with two outs by Trey Turner. Uh, glad to know that he could still make contact with the baseball at this level. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> and then
1: uh, <laughs> he, he didn't look like it earlier in the game when he swung it up all that bounced in front of home plate.
0: Yeah. I, I posted a tweet a couple of days ago and uh, I wrote, you know, trade turn of 2023 equals Nick Castellanos of 2022. Cause there's just Ooh. so many stark comparisons that we, I've seen in their plate presence. Um and it's just it's scary so let's hope a guy like uh turner can no no pun intended turn this thing around hopefully beginning with what happened wednesday so with it being wednesday uh that we are recording this so it's already the midweek i wanted to do since we are through 50 games here you know the phillies have already played um what um 51 games. 51 games I think. Yeah, 51 games. So not 48, 48. 48, I'm sorry. Yeah, 26. They're are 20 uh, 23 and 26. So right about yeah, Or so 49. So right 49. at 50. So we're just
1: about we're just about a third of the way through the season. Yeah, like, and a lot
0: and you know. to quote and to quote Bryce Harper who said this Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday evening, he said it's no longer early. You cannot we cannot guys like Jason here cannot come on the podcast anymore. And say, well, it's early in the season. Well, it's, yeah, asshole. At this point last season, the Phillies had already fired their manager, so uh, it's not early anymore. Uh, you know these these uh, losing streaks that the Phillies keep going on are getting more and more troubling. So I wanted tonight's show to be more of a along the lines of the state of the Phillies as we are third of the way through the season. Uh, June will be is already next week um so we're going to be getting into the you know the warm weather months here and i really kind of want to break this down with you guys uh this is going to be a show that we um i planned on doing eventually but i figured since that round number of 50 games will be approaching tomorrow why not have a Mm -hmm. state of the phillies right now because you know we have a lot of things to talk about and i want to start with the first question is where can the blame Go. I mean, of course, there has to be blame when you're 23 and 26. You have what the third, fourth, fifth highest payroll in baseball. Um, You know, fans, for the most part, are selling out the ballpark often during the week. Uh, Every game that I've been to, I've been to five games already this year, and all of them were at least 43,000 people. So, you know, people are packing the ballpark again and the team just doesn't look good. You know, three and seven in the last ten and a lot of those seven losses are just bad losses. Um I'll ask you guys, I'm going to start with Dean this time. Uh who's who's to blame? Who do you blame the most here so far?
1: I mean, the easy out is to blame the players, you know, or the manager. They're, they're easy things. Um I got to blame the front office. This is 5 years in a row now that level headed Philadelphia fans, you know, not the not the shills, not the sheep or the lemmings or the you know anything like that, will say that the issue with this team has always been pitching. Yeah. And they it's like they do the bare minimum to it to to address the pitching and they spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars on a lineup. And when your lineup isn't hitting you need your pitching to bail you out and the pitching isn't bailing them out at all. You might get a great start from Nola here and there, or Wheeler here and there, because Wheeler's definitely not the same pitcher he was the past two years. He definitely does not look right to me. Um, <clears throat> you know, and you know, Taewon Walker has had some good starts. I think his last start, he actually was pretty it was pretty good, wasn't it?
0: That was last Sunday his last on, on three days' yeah. rest. He went, What Jay was it, six innings? I forget,
2: but I know it was, it was a good start. It was really good. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'll give it like one run, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but you know that's probably not going to be all season. And he's he's a solid pitcher. So so's Aaron Owe. He's a solid pitcher. He's not a he's not garbage. We we rip into him a little too hard, but he's yeah, not yeah, like the right worst on. pitcher in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But the the eight strikeout games he has, the games where he's not giving up three, four, five runs, is you know it's like every fourth start he actually has like a really good start. It's like okay, mm-hmm. uh, you know it's 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 pitching. In my opinion, it's pitching, um, and that comes down to the front office. You didn't need to upgrade to Trey Turner. You could have brought back uh, Gene Segura for probably two-thirds of the money that you spent yearly are going to spend on Trey Turner. right? And you could have went out and been like, "We're you know what, why are we going to let the Mets outbid us for Justin Verlander? We're gonna sign Justin Verlander. Mm-hmm. It's just an example, you know. It's right. just yeah, an yeah. example. Why does he? Why do these big name pitchers always go to the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Mets? Why can't they come here? Why are we always pissing money away on a lineup? And when they don't hit, our pitchers don't pitch, so we suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a certain it's a cycle that this team always has been doing for five years, and I put the blame completely on David Dombrowski and whoever the gm is i don't even know his name it, let's be honest it's dombrowski's wrong it's uh sam fold but uh, yeah
0: it, it's uh but dombrowski yeah. runs the team yeah okay uh jay i'm gonna go to you and then i'll end that um i mean it's it's not
1: the Full fun Fuller, we know no well <laughs> we, it, could, it could be a whole show by itself. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um I, to, I have to blame the players you I don't want to give. I you know I understand what De- where Dean's coming from with the front office and signing starting pitching, but regardless, like Dean said, we ripped on him a lot regardless of what mm-hmm. we say. Nola was the top four Cy Young candidate last year. Mm-hmm. Wheeler the year before. Ranger Suarez, you know, two years ago looked really good. Last year looked like he started to come into his own. So it's not like this team was void of of really pretty good starting pitching. Some would argue like a top ten staff in the league. Mm -hmm. so and then you look offensively so i I, to me it's it's accumulation of just your 26 man roster i don't know what's wrong i just feel like you look at a a guy like trey turner who's been a perennial all-star you know over the last 30 days the dude's batting 210 you look at bryson stott who was really early batting 242 you -hmm. look at bomb 229 schwarber a fantastic 128
1: Oh. So, <laughs> wait. it's out on the season? I spent a couple days since I checked. No, that's happened. just over the last thirty days.
0: Like okay, he's got okay. eleven hits, okay.
2: seven home runs,
0: so which he's is basically great, giving but... you.
2: So let's just so comment. It's,
0: just... it's one. He, you know, Schwerber is hitting what? What you said, one twenty-four in the last thirty days. Overall, he's yeah. hitting a whopping one seventy-three. <laughs> so... Is it Yeah, it's oh, t- <laughs> So, so to me,
2: your your guys your your players aren't playing the way they should, and and to me it's we can fire did you we could fire the head coach again this year. I think last year was lightning in a bottle with that mm-hmm. type of run, yeah. But I, I agree with you. We're the, we're past the point, like you said, especially Bryce said it. We're past the point of saying it's early, um, and, and kind of like you said, I don't know if Trey Turner's having a Castellanos type season um he just looks different he looks a little more off than what you what you'd imagine but it's just yeah. the whole accumulation they're not hitting they're not pitching the bullpen the guys you brought in don't look as great alvarado if you told if you have said you know who's the one you trust the least in that bullpen i would have said alvarado and he's the one that seems to be trusted the most so it, you need your players that you're paying a lot of money to play the way they're paid so and and they're not doing it none of them are doing it right now so Mm -hmm. it's not just one or two it's everybody's crap in the bed right
1: now but we even say that it may be you know it's just an organizational failure from top to bottom from the players to the manager to the front office just nobody you know the front office dropped the ball with some signings the players that we do have just suck and the manager is making dumb decisions with the lineups that isn't helping the team at all
2: i'm still going to say culture it's. I thought we kind well, of. Oh
1: yeah. We, we I mean, kind of shifted
2: into something different, um, especially after that run last year. But it's it's just a losing franchise. It's it's. Yeah, that's a good. They, point. They've been so. It does. It, we what we thought I guess was changing the culture with Bryce and Topper last year kind of. You, you know I don't I don't know if they have a purpose. It looks like they're not really playing with a purpose out there, mm-hmm. and and that's what's mm-hmm. struggling.
0: No urgency. Is the popular
2: that's a that's a good
1: that's actually a that's that's a good point uh jay uh no you know no culture because i think the three of us and many fans were like okay this is like the not not to quote some stupid quote from doug peterson but this is the new norm you know Mm -hmm. um but you would think that that world series run would maybe change the mentality well, I mean it didn't really change the mentality in 08. They got worse progressively every season. But mm-hmm. um you would think now you're like, okay, this is a this is like a veteran team though, mm-hmm. like where those guys kind of came to their own together. This, these are guys who've been in the league, like most of these players have been in the league for like a decade or more. These aren't young guys. These you know, are big guys on this team Harper, Turner, JT, Cassiana, Schwarber, you know, they've all been in the league for at least 10 years, probably. Mm-hmm. So this isn't like a young team that that doesn't know how to win. They just basically all played for losers,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. Even Harper, he didn't win anything in Washington. They couldn't get past his divisional round with him.
0: Yeah.
1: So I mean, they're just they're just losers. The only one who isn't is Schwarber. He's actually got a World Series ring. That didn't make no. him not a loser.
2: Dude sucks got right it. now. Unlike
1: unlike everybody else on this roster, he mm. has a world series. Like right.
2: I'm not gonna call a dude making twenty million dollars a year a loser. Yeah. He sucks well, at his job. He
1: can be. Like and you, you can you can be. If, if you I, don't if you don't win, you don't win the trophy. Right? You're a loser. You're not doing your job. But you are you're good at losing, is what you're doing. It's what this team is good at.
2: He's good at not hitting baseball. He's very, very
0: <laughs> good at that. I mean, you're not wrong. Go ahead, Chris. I want I want to hear you. I want to hear your right now. So, okay, here's here's where I'm going to go. And this is coming from someone who predicted that the Phillies were going to make the World Series. Not only make the World Series, I thought this team had a really good shot at, um, I really thought they had a really good shot to to win the World Series. Um, so here here's where I look at this team and what they've done. As it stands right now, the Phillies have the fourth highest payroll in Major League Baseball. Their total 2023 payroll is 243. Who's and a above million them? Dollars. The Padres, the Yankees, and the Mets.
1: Padres. Okay. I, I the Padres. I, I was the other team I was thinking. Yeah. I didn't know if we were above or behind them. Okay.
0: So, and as it stands right now, the Phillies are 23 and 26. They're six and a half games out of first. They're two games out of that third and final wild card spot. Um, he, he, this is. When I ask the question, who's to blame? It's always like a broad question. It's a really broad question. And I I look around now and I see the Phillies are with a 243 and a half million dollar payroll. They have the 23rd best pitching staff in baseball with a 4.54 total team ERA. Um in terms of of hits given up. Um they're actually around 15th. Um but that four point five four ERA is awful. They're they're also twentieth in WHIP. Um, I'm going to say yes. I think it's an organizational failure overall. My the two things I blame. I think you always have to you have to piece things together because when you talk about a, a professional team, it has to the, the blame starts at the ground level with the players that are actually performing and getting paid to do a job and do it. Well, the next 50% of that blame has to go to those who constructed the roster. Dave Dombrowski, this off season, had the perfect opportunity knowing and going through and witnessing what hurt the Philadelphia Phillies last playoffs. And that was pitching and so many Phillies fans and so many national pundits would talk about if the Phillies can just get themselves another one or two really good starting pitchers, it's a dangerous roster. Dave Dombrowski went in the offseason and said, you know what? I'm going to get Trey Turner, and then I'm going to take a vacation until spring training, and I'm just not going to do anything about that. Look, I understand people are excited about Ranger Suarez. If that's who you're excited about, then you're a loser too. Uh to tell me going into the 2023 season that you were excited that Ranger Suarez, who can barely in his major league career go beyond five innings in a start, is your and you're excited that he's your third starter. And you just went to the world, you were two wins away from winning a world championship. And Phillies fans were okay with Ranger Suarez as your number three going into this season mainly because as cultish and tribalistic as Philadelphia Phillies fans can be because Ranger got the last out in that, you know, uh, the pennant game, all of a sudden now he's like this superstar who belongs as a guy that will be that your solid number three and will force the Phillies and not have to go out and get somebody better. And I, I look at this, as an on-the-field issue, like Jason said, because Bryce Harper's the only guy really, really consistently doing his job. Uh JT's having a pretty good season. Um, but when you look at uh Alec Bohm, like and, and Bryson Stott, like uh Jay said, they started this season off massively hot. Same with Brandon Marsh. Uh, and now for the last month all three of them have totally cooled off. Um Trey Turner is such a mega disappointment right now uh because we really thought that that was going to be the guy to carry the lineup for a while uh even when Harper gets back in that number 2 slot and you know he's batting barely 250. Kyle Schwarber is a complete embarrassment and I blame I blame that on the manager. And I like using the word organizational failure because the blame can go so many different ways right now. Um, You know, Rob Thompson told Howard Eskin that he thinks when he looks at this roster, it's a 95 win team. And I don't know. That means what the the win 95 games, it had to go like 73 and 41 the rest of the way. We all know that's not happening. Excuse me. So, My issue is it starts with Dave Dombrowski and sorry, I had to call. It starts with Dave Dombrowski, not realizing that you have a pretty decent top to bottom lineup that at the time they had Reese Hoskins who actually ended up being missed way more than we expected him to be missed. Um, because if race Hoskins was on this team right now, I don't think Kyle Schorber would consistently be batting fifth. And, um, and, and Hoskins is, is a significantly better hitter, light years, better hitter than Kyle Schwarber. Um And the crazy and, part is he's not a good hitter. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the yeah. fact that this team <clears throat> continues to have bullpen games, when this is a team that is fighting to get back in a playoff race Connor Brogdon starting games. Matt Stram, for the first time in a while, started, Yeah, I, I believe it was yesterday. This is going to happen more and more. And I'm really going to be pissed off if they rush Andrew Painter up here. And because I'm already hearing people say, like, you know, as soon as Painter's ready, get him up on the main roster. He's a, he's a, he's a 20-year-old kid who's coming off arm issues. And the last thing I want to do is bring him up and throw him into this shit show And all of a sudden, you know, he's being forced to throw five, six innings a start. Um, You know, we're already at the point where the the bullpen's getting burned out. There is so many issues with this team. And look, you know, we laughed and laughed and laughed and actually called it a joke. Jason, I remember vividly Jason and I calling it a joke when we went over the odds for uh, wins and losses for baseball teams this year and Vegas had the Phillies at 87 wins, and we were like, my God, this is at least a 91-92 to win team on paper. I guess it's the same thing. Right, on paper. Now you look at this team, and it's like, what the hell is going on? Like, if this team can somehow win 87 games right now, I'd be stunned. And I'm not going to say that's not going to be an offense issue. I think the offense is going to come around. The problem is it's going to be one of those situations where – you know, the Phillies are going to have to score six or seven runs because there's a really good chance every single night that that pitching staff can give up seven or eight. And that's the, – therein lies the issue. And what makes this even more maddening to me is the division really isn't that dominant right now. Atlanta is four and six in their last ten. They've lost two in a row. They're – you know, the the New York Mets are 25 and 24. The Miami yeah, Marlins. are losing back- right now. Right, the Marlins are are twenty four and twenty five. They're five and five in their last ten, and they've lost three in a row. And then, so you look at where this team could and should be. Is that's what's driving me crazy, and I think it is a total. And this is a cop out answer. It is a top to bottom organizational. Catastrophic failure right now. And I don't know how to fix it without giving up some major pieces. Because but they're gonna have to be sellers. They have to be sellers. There's there's yeah, too I much talent this on
2: this team. Like I understand it's playing bad, but I, I still believe that's what hurts, like you said, because I know there's still a talent. To me, I, I to me it has to fall hundred percent on the players. You're too talented to be this bad. Like regardless, I understand you know they're being paid tremendously, but you're you know outside of Schwarber, who who I didn't really think was the best signing, just because I, I don't like the average. Everybody else, you have you have talent that's not performing, and it's it's looking really bad. So to me, I don't know how we can place it on anywhere other than these guys that are just. <laughs> not performing up to what they should be there nobody looks like them outside of you know outside of Bryce and, and jt right now nobody looks good so it's tough to put the to me to put the blame anywhere other than guys that are it i just don't know what to say and it, it looks bad and, and i can't even say i think it's going to turn around because 50 games in they, they don't look like a team that can turn it around
1: Uh, I mean, what did I say? I said two weeks ago that uh, this is not a playoff team, and they're not going to make the playoffs. And I do, I am agreeing with you now, Chris. Um, they, they, I wouldn't blow the whole thing up, but I would move. I would move somebody. You got to move somebody to shake things up, and you know, I know it might sound stupid, but I think you try to move Kyle Schwarber. Um, because he's a power bat that somebody can use off the bat, off the bench going, um, you know, for a playoff run, he can contribute to a team, but he's not going to contribute to a team that needs a six game swing no, to just get over five, you know, or I guess, I guess technically they need a four game swing just to get over 500, you know what I mean? Which is us. He's not, he's not doing anything for us. Um, but then again, I mean,
0: I mean, who's gonna who's gonna I mean, trade he's, for, he's got the most movable Turner. contract. Well, no one's gonna trade. Yeah,
1: Turner. yeah. I he mean, was, I guess Castellanos, but I feel like we overpaid for him a little bit, so maybe nobody would actually go after him. Schwarber yeah. is the guy that you could probably. And I'll be honest with you, I
0: trade Aaron Nola. Uh, this, I mean, then you have no. Pitch. I mean, well, if
2: you're if you're selling, if you're selling, but, you trade Nola. Like if you're selling, especially
0: yes, you're selling, you're trading it, him. It, it,
1: yeah, if you don't have if if you don't think you're going to resign him either, and you gotta trade get, him. get something, get for something. Him. Get cash back for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Get something more than letting him just walk off the team for nothing. You know, because so, I yeah. think they're going to have to be. There's no way. I mean, the, the we got. What? Eight weeks till the. You know, all star break. They're not oh, going to turn this July around. And May. they got they got. The, so it's about eight, eight weeks, right? Six yeah. weeks, something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. So it's going to come fast. And they're about to go into above. So they're going to go into the Braves, who are probably going to take at least two or three. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go to the Mets, which is I always expect to lose to the Mets. So they'll probably take two to two or three. Mm-hmm. So I think it's six games coming up. I don't think it's more. I don't think it's more than three games a series. So they're so, they're going to have to be selling. I mean, I wouldn't do it now, but I mean, you let these guys showcase a little bit, and then you maybe move a couple guys at the the All Star break or yeah, the trade deadline there. The that, Phillies that time have.
0: Four in Atlanta coming up, and then they head into oh, against the Mets. Uh, and then it's Washington, then the Tigers, and Dodgers. But, um, Jay, to kind of piggyback what you're saying about talent, and I understand talent, they all, every team has talent, they're major league baseball players, but maybe, maybe not the Oakland Athletics. But other than the <laughs> Oakland, Mates, um, you talk about the talent and still believing because they have a talent, but then on the other side of the coin. You have, you're talking about a team that doesn't have culture. It has a culture and identity crisis. When those two are colliding, talent means nothing because then they're just, they're all individuals out there just trying to make this work and they're going through the motions. When you can tell in some at bats, like, God, Nick Castellanos is a dead giveaway a lot, how they go through the motions when they're down. And it takes, like one of the dudes in the bottom of the lineup to really get things moving, or a Bryson Stott. I mean, just on Sunday, Bryson Stott on a day off, pinch hit, home run, first runs of the game. Um, after just a, a just a a gutless effort through six or seven innings. At well, that
2: point. to your point, and I, that's where I'm. I'm. I'm 100% agreement with you. Yeah, yeah, I think to me, when I when I look at that, really the only really sustained sustained sustained, sustained. success sustained. the Phillies okay. have had is when they brought up their own guys when yeah. in that room and it to me that's what it seems like the Phillies have done at this point they're basically all hired guns and I know some of them are here for a long time but it's you don't have anybody coming up. So when mm-hmm. I was you know, just looking the last few World Series champions, it, you look at it's Houston, it's Atlanta, it's the Dodgers, it's the Nationals, it's Boston, Houston, Chicago, Royals, Giants, just going back to 2013. I know that's a long time, but all of those teams have one thing in common. It, mm-hmm. it was built from the inside. Yeah. As and was
1: the, the 80 team and the 08 team.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the, the problem with the Phillies to me, and we've said this many times, has always been it's the it's the drafting and develop developing of players. Like I get, Nola has been really good and he's been really bad at times. Reese seemed to be good and maybe that Reese loss is bigger than what we thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just they don't have they don't have a culture of bringing up decent players or bringing up good players and turning into superstars. They got you know it seems like they got lucky in that early in that run that we saw and then back in the seventies and eighties. They got lucky there, and outside of that, you know, Yankees don't haven't won since they really went to when they start buying all their players. They that's kind of when they stopped winning. Mm-hmm. So even a team like that always developed great talent when they won. So that's the problem is the Phillies don't develop it anymore, or never really never have either. So that's that's mm-hmm. the issue is they don't have a farm system. They don't have a culture to to yeah take these hard times yeah.
1: And I was thinking about that earlier. Actually, myself, I was thinking about it. Like, we had guys like, I mean, they weren't great players in like Aaron Altair and Nick Williams. But was getting rid of Aaron Altair to bring in a aging Andrew McCutcheon that much of an upgrade? They both averaged like 20 to 25, maybe 30 home runs a year. And Aaron Altair had a higher batting average in his best year with the Phillies. Uh, you know, was that really an upgrade? I don't think so. Is is Brandon Marsh that much better than Nick Williams could have been? I don't know. You know, I it's it's just stuff like that. I mean, was you know was Didi Gregorius and um, uh, Gene Segura two years ago a better option in the in the middle infield in middle infield than Gene Segura and Cesar Hernandez? Mm. I mean, two guys that basically were you know almost three hundred hitters. And very good defensive players, and you brought in a guy like Didi Gregorius because he was Girardi's boy. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't field a fucking ground ball, mm-hmm. you know. Couldn't even hit. Could barely hit above two eighteen. You know. So then I'll ask you. It's yet. just it's just bad decisions over yeah. and over and over and over again by this because they think they need to be the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And like Jay just said, when the Yankees started buying a ton of players in the early two thousands, they stopped winning World Series. Yeah, you know the myth of the Yankees buying players is from like 60 years ago when everybody wanted to play for the Yankees.
0: Yeah. And look at it this way. I mean, let's look at who the trend now is every team wants to be the Atlanta Braves. Every franchise wants to be the Braves. Jay and I have talked about this now for a few years straight. Now they didn't care to try to sign Freeman. They let Dansby Swanson walk. They're not signing these big time guys and they're still 10 games above five, they're four and six in their last ten, and they're still ten games over five hundred. They are the gold standard of major league baseball. And if I look, I think I lost it. Oh man, I was trying to find if I go back to uh are they the the, the Tampa Bay's got the best record? The I mean, obviously over the last like five years, right? The I mean the, the Rays also follow suit in terms of what the Braves yeah. do. Uh- I I would say the perfect organization
1: is is a mix between the Dodgers, the Astros, as much as I hate the Astros, and the Braves, because yeah, the Dodgers have brought in guys like Freeman and they traded for Mookie Betts, but like the rest of that team is all guys that came up through the system. Yeah, you know, and And, all like you just said, like mm -hmm. you just said about the Braves, that's all, all homegrown. All homegrown. Those are all homegrown guys that came from a team that was projected to like remember it was their GM got in trouble. And then they were they were like docked a shit ton of money and then they won a division.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know the, Bra- the so. Braves have the eighth highest payroll in baseball, and ninety percent of that is all guys that they drafted and signed early. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jay, you've talked about this so many times, Hal. You know, why can't the Phillies be a team that can look at a team in their own freaking division and be like, that's the route we have to go? So, Jay, like, what is it going to take? I mean, it's going to be really difficult now because the Phillies have signed some dudes for a long, long time for a lot of money. I mean, does this almost force the Phillies to to sign Alec Boehm and keep him around? Keep a Reese Hoskins around for now, probably a cheaper deal. At what point are they going to realize that spending $300 million in offseason on one player isn't going to get them where they need to be. They gotta be able to also, like you said, be able to look down below and that double A and triple A and be like, these are some dudes that are going to carry us over the next decade.
2: That's a tough question. Uh, to me, I thought because Sam Fole came from Tampa. Yeah, I believe. I thought he was going to kind of bring some of that. Um, because I th- I put them right in there with what Dean's talking about, like your your staple franchises for developing talent and Tampa can't pay anybody. So they literally, you know, <laughs> win without having no, no salary. So mm-hmm. it, it's amazing. And I, I kind of thought fold coming over here would kind of bring whatever, whatever he learned over there. Mm-hmm. And you're hoping some of the guys that they kind of drafted recently are hitting, you know, their grips ranked painters ranked. I'm I'm sure Crawford um, will be ranked at some point. But it's just that they don't have that explosive star. And it just, I I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do at this point. I, you, you can't, I feel like if you don't win this season, how much longer do you give them before you have to totally say Dombrowski kind of failed us? We got to, we got to start over and kind of get a new direction.
0: This might be the year that happened. I don't know.
2: It's kind of a weird thing. You don't know when to start
0: it. It's been
1: predominantly, we'll say, roughly five years of, you know, JT Bryce. Um, and then like Reese, um, Nola, the, the kind of the core players that uh, on this team. Wheeler, he's what this is his third year, right? Uh yeah. Fourth year. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, like you just said, Jay, how long do you keep it going? Um, and how long do guys want to stay here? I mean, like I said, to you guys earlier, if they're just here to collect a paycheck and they're like, nope, we got no trade clause, we're not going anywhere. Well, then you're losers. You have no ambition. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I was saying about Bryce Harper earlier. I mean, if he don't look around in like two to three years and go, man, I'm wasting my career here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's a loser and he has no ambition.
0: I mean, this sorry. is sorry. This is his it's true. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: The Trey Turner has a Trey Turner has a World Series ring, too. I forgot about that. So yeah. Trey Turner and and um, Schwarber have mm-hmm. rings. I don't think Kimbrough has a ring. Um. So,
0: Campbell didn't get one with the Red Sox. That I I can't remember. I up right now. You know. Um. Okay. But yeah. So this is Bryce's fifth year, and they made the playoffs yeah. for the first time last year. They get to the World Series, and again, man. And you know, Jay, I'll I'll, I'll bring this back to you. Yes, what Red Sox, it... Chris. <laughs> I thought so. Okay. What is it about this franchise that will just consistently, probably since Doc? left. What is it about this franchise that looks at the roster? That I'm talking about management here. They see how championships are won and they refuse to go in the offseason and spend money on pitching. What? Why is this a consistent thing here that is holding this team back? And I agree with Je- Dean. I would have rather signed Segura to a two, two more years Keep start at shortstop and have a Justin a Justin Verlander. And what, it, what is
2: he doing this year though? Like he's
0: okay, so could you have predicted that in the beginning? No,
2: but I also wasn't going to predict Trey Turner batting 242 no, no, no. or Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler looking horrendous this year. I, I wouldn't it. have expected that. I understand so to but, me, uh, I'm okay with signing. To me, I think Trey Turner is. At... Oh Trey?
1: No. Uh Segura.
2: Segura But to me, when I look at it, I thought Trey was the perfect move. I really believed I believed in Nolan Wheeler. I thought they were going to be your top of the order kind of both aces. I really thought they were going to perform well this year. Yeah. I I, mean, I get what you're saying about T1. If you believed in T1, I, I believed in him. I thought he could be a, an okay three, or not T1 Ranger. Um, and then when they signed T1, I'm like, <clears> okay, <throat> he's a three. He's not going to be great, but he's not going to be terrible. They all look bad. So to me, like this season, and then you saw Rondon. He Mm -hmm. got sired on. He got signed. Boom. The dudes may not even play. Like I know. He blew his back out or something. So it's like pitchers are always more of a risk. So to me, a a 30 or what, Furlander's 40 at this point, a 40-year-old starter. Like if you just said DeGrom, and I get he's injured right now, but if you said like a Degrom who was a little bit younger, but outside of that, I would have rather have waited till next year when I think there is some actual, like a guy like Urias that's out of that market that's a 27 that yeah. you can go sign more long term, or maybe maybe the Phillies enter the Shohei Ohtani sweepstakes. You know, you never know. Well, you
0: go yeah, next I, season. I would love. I can't wait for a 400 million dollar payroll when they have to pay <laughs> Ohtani, Turner, and Harper. Um,
2: but. I, I- I believed in the offense i believe this was an 0809 that type of yeah. smash yeah, and i thought and I our guys were
1: good enough i agree i agree with you well uh I'll, I'll, let me bring that up real fast what was the what was the what was the key to um that 0809 team it was all homegrown guys and what did they start to do after 09 they started to bring in a bunch of outside guys and overpay yes. players, and they yeah. started to progressively get worse every season. They would mm-hmm. finish less and less and less. Well, no, and they but they afford. also
2: got more and more wins. They just happened each yeah, year. But
1: they didn't win the World I mean. Series.
2: They like mm-hmm. to be fair. They <clears throat> lost the team that won the World Series every year. But, they did lose. But
1: each each year they progressively like finished. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like they were getting back to World Series and losing the World Series, which. You know what? That's nothing to complain about. You're at least winning the pennant. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're lo- you're a 102 win c- team with you know the best pitcher in baseball and Cliff Lee right behind him and Cole Hamels, and you're blowing a 2-0 lead in the divisional round or the wild card round, whatever it was, to the Cardinals. You know what I mean? The that, issue with the Phillies, no excuse. Back you know then, what I
0: mean? And it's now trickled into here is after that. That initial run from 07 to two thousand eleven, the Phillies in that say seven eight nine ten in that four to five year span didn't rebuild their farm system to prepare for the mm-hmm. retooling. So they that, blew it up to get Doc, they get get Doc yeah. and Cliff Lee and those guys. Yep. So the problem is from two thousand twelve to two thousand twenty one. They didn't have. They had to spend money because they refused to develop a farm system.
2: Well, the problem Uh, is, you're drafting Cornelius Youngs or (laughs) Cornelius Randolph at shortstop at 12 overall pick, and I like like they're they're who they've drafted just hasn't looked good up until Nola. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: To be fair, he was a high prospect though.
0: They took
2: him because of the money is from what they from what they said. They took him because he'd sign less.
0: Right. Correct. Um and it was a bad draft. That was a tough draft, yeah. Um, but like so so Jay, what are you what are you thinking now moving forward? Like, do you have like at a percentage, where would you rank out of 10 with one being no hope to ten being, dude, it's all good, stop complaining. We're gonna turn this around and win the division or at least make the playoffs. Where are you right now?
2: Thank you. I want to say six, but it feels like more like a four because I just don't as much talent as they have, I just can't there's no move you can make. It's not like, you know, last year I feel like you played that card, you can't play that card again. So there's really I don't know if Topper has a card up his sleeve he can pull to kind of switch everything around, but it just looks grim. So I think I think I'm gonna go four.
0: Okay. Uh
1: Dean. The the question was to make the playoffs?
0: No. Where is your your concern level from one being stop, you know, stop complaining. You know, everything's going to be mm. fine. They're going to make the playoffs or 10. Oh, this I thought it was the, the other way.
2: No. So, so I would go six then. I'm okay. going six.
1: Okay. I, I would go like eight, eight and a half. I think I think they're DOA. Okay. I mean, this is the season to me. The season's over. Okay. Because uh, I do not see this turning around. I think by the time they turn it around, it'll be too late. Okay. Like, there, there are series and games and teams out there that they will beat, and they'll go on little runs here and there. But the way with the the schedule is aligned this year where we're playing everybody in baseball, Um, you know, coming up against the Braves and the Mets and then the Dodgers after the Nationals, I mean, that's not – that doesn't bode well for the Phillies right now. Yeah. You know, because uh, the Mets have been playing a little bit better. Not much better, but they've been playing a little bit better than – Recently for them, you know, so it's just they this team literally could be 10 games under 500. In within the next two, three
0: weeks, mm-hmm. it's crazy looking back real quick. I know we're, it's off topic, but looking at the 2016 draft, Montiac went number one to the Phillies like it was an mm-hmm. awful draft until the second round in the second mm-hmm. round. These are the names that started coming off the board that, of course, the <laughs> Phillies, you know, couldn't realize so the Phillies had a, the second round pick at number 42, and they selected Kevin Gowdy, a pitcher who's out of baseball. So here are some of the names that went right after Kevin Gowdy, uh, Brian Reynolds, uh, Brandon Marsh, Pete Alonzo, well, we Bisch- now have <laughs> Bo, Bo Bichette, um, Jake Fraley, Sean Murphy, uh it's just Austin Hayes, who's in Baltimore. Um Dustin May, who's with the who's a, Zach Gallen went 106 overall. The Phillies had the 107th pick, right? At 106, Zach Gallen went to the Cardinals. Jojo Romero went yeah. to the Phillies.
2: They probably wouldn't have drafted him either way you know, their <laughs> Shane, luck, but they did. Another
0: thing, Shane Bieber went 122nd overall. So the Phillies. Had a chance to get those kind of names, but you know, notwithstanding, uh, oh, by the way, the Phillies with the Cole Irvin in that draft, love it. Um, so again, this dials back to where we are right now. You're at a six, J Dean, you're at an eight. I'm gonna be probably right around in the middle of both of you. I'm gonna be probably around a seven, um, because I'm at a seven because. I think the offense is going to be okay. I think the pitching is going to consistently stay where it is or possibly get worse. I don't know how it can get better um, with starters that can't, that can barely, barely go past five innings. I mean, the, when we see Enola or Wheeler go six and a third, six and two thirds, we're like, oh my God, what a game. Like what a start. And I'm thinking to myself, God, th- Six to seven should be every fifth day. And it's and now you know it got to a point this past Sunday where Taiwan Taiwan Walker's pitching on three days rest when it was Zach Wheeler's fifth day. Why is Zach Wheeler not pitching? Why are we at that point 46 games into a season and Taiwan Walker has to pitch on three days rest. Why are we at this point now already? I mean, fuck. We had to have a bullpen game in the World fucking Series, and D- Dave Dombrowski and Sam Fold went into the offseason and said, "Fuck it, let's just sign offense. Let's, <laughs> let's not, let's yeah. not, let's not give a crap about probably the main part of a professional baseball team is your rotation and bullpen. Because if you're, if you can have a rotation that is, you know, top, it'll give me top ten in baseball." you're probably going to be a pretty decent team. Um, like if, if I look at team ERA, the Astros, number one, the twins, the Braves, the Yankees, the Rays, and the, and the Rangers and the pirates, all pretty good teams, um, you know, and then you get down to the bad teams, the, the Tigers the nationals, the Cardinals, the Diamondbacks, the Mets, Red Sox, White Sox, Phillies, it's, this is a big deal, and it's every single season. And I really hope Jay, we do get to that point where in the off season, they throw whatever they can at a guy like Urias, because if you're not gonna, if Nola's not coming back, and I'm I'm at a nine out of ten in terms of he's not coming back, you have to replace him with someone just as good or <laughs> absolutely better than him, because again. You've you got all these guys in their prime. And regardless of what happened next year, you can't rebuild. You're, you're too far in right now to just all of a sudden rebuild. You have to, re, you know, oh, fuck, I hate the term for Philadelphia because this is like their new billboard, retool, retool, retool already to you. Um, Like this is where you have to retool in the offseason and you have to almost build out an entire pitching staff. Because you can't go in the next year with your number one being Wheeler, your number two being as of right now Taywan, your number three being Ranger, and then you're going to have fucking Sir Anthony Dominguez and Jose Alvarado as your four and five. Like this is a big problem, and this is this has to be addressed. I think at the trade deadline,
2: you, I just don't know what you trade to to start clearing up cap room because you just don't have. I know it's like Schwarber. As much as you guys said, he may be the guy. I I think Schwarber is almost impossible to move. Yeah. I understand power plays, but his he he can't hit the ball out. You know, he's terrible. Castellanos may but, be the best one to move, but if he's playing the way he does, you really don't want to move him. You're somebody not will set a
1: trade for Schwarber. But it happens it. all the time. People there, he'll be that guy that comes in off the bench, DHs. If he's if he's lighting it up with home runs. The problem like, is we, we have sorry. too many
2: do H's. We have too many DHS still. You still have yeah. Harper. You still have Castellanos. You still mm-hmm. have the I'm sure There's other play like Cody Clemens was batting sixth yesterday. Like I sent you the guys. like if Cody Clemens is batting six, it's behind Schwarber. Like <clears throat> and Cody Clemens batting average is like 60 points higher than Schwarber's. It's insane. But yeah. like at some point, and I understand, I, I just think at this point, you look at a Dodger organization you look at scouting departments in, in Tampa and you throw whatever you can. I think you really need to start believing in, I don't want to say this because I hate it, blowing it all up Mm -hmm. because I just don't think they're good enough. I just think it's too much. It's, it's talent you're trying to push together to -hmm. play well. And, and everybody talks about, that's why I'm kind of leaning a little less towards moving Schwarber because everybody said, you know, he was the catalyst last year. He was kind of the leader and And you don't want to be the leader, and if you get rid of that, to mm-hmm. me, I understand Bryce is still the guy. But at what point are we at what point, like you said, the offense is too good and to not be producing and striking out too much, blow it up, start from the ground level, mm-hmm. rebuild everything. and, and you got to rebuild the whole entire organization. And if that's what he decides to do, you know, I'll be behind it. If you're telling me you're blowing it up and retooling yeah. from the top down, Getting new leadership, people that know what they're doing in the front office, drafting, developing—I'd
1: be 100% behind it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Here's what I'm going to say to that, though, real quick. With this franchise, I would—I n- will never believe that they can do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Never, be- I can never. I will I, never. Be- I ne- they they did it one I mean? time. They- what was the stat I sent to you earlier? You know, I'm 36 years old. Uh, I think you. Chris, you'll be 37 this year right and jay same thing Your might, same thing right yeah, yeah. so this team has made the playoffs seven times in 36 years that means for <laughs> 29 years they haven't made the playoffs yeah you know yeah. so and i think i looked it up i think they only have like 11 winning seasons in these 36 years mm-hmm. so the World series
2: appearances though i'll take it yeah and one win
1: yes yeah one yeah win. but but you know what though i mean how long? Do you, how long are you gonna milk that win? Fifteen years ago, fifteen. That was fifteen years ago. I I spent well, I mean, seven they, years, they, in the I, I years in the army. I enlisted in the army. I enlisted in the army, spent seven years in there, and got out, and had been out for six years. And they still aren't any better than they were. They were pretty much before I, you know, when I joined. You know, how dare
0: you not understand what the phil What the Philadelphia teams do. Those fucking flyers have been milking a championship since seven generations ago. (laughs) Yeah, but I'll be be, listen. I don't want to defend the
1: flyers because I'm pissed off at them for the most part. For most of our lives, they at least made the playoffs.
0: They made the playoffs. They
1: just start. They just started being shit in the last like five to six years, where they really were just like a poorly run organization. Um. So I mean, you got this is also that was also a team that was favored to go to the Stanley Cup under the first year under Elliot Van Yule. Yes. When they went on that run where they were like unbeatable before COVID, oh, there the COVID They were literally favorite. Yeah. yeah, they were literally favored to go to the Stanley Cup that year because they were playing that good. So, I would gladly take the Phillies being as disappointing as the Flyers have been in my life, because at least for most of my life, they were entertaining.
0: Yeah. So this is I can't uh, even get cheap tickets, and they suck. <laughs> <laughs> so this is um, this is where we are, Jay. How much longer do you think that stadium's going to stay being packed?
2: I don't see much longer. You yeah. can't. You can't be playing the way they've been playing, and what, what they're negative, like a minus thirty something run differential. They just yeah. don't look good. And I, I was actually shocked because I was up there today. I was shocked at how kind of packed it's been. Uh, I think you said there's like forty four thousand there last. Dude, on uh, Sunday, on Sunday. It was
0: 44, almost forty four, and a half so thousand
2: people, I, wow. I give it to All Star Break, and I think I think the people that stop showing up. I think uh, they have a lot of talent, but I just don't. I don't see unless something drastic happens and they go on some win streak. Yeah. If it stays what it's been, yeah. By I feel like All Star break, those numbers are gonna start dropping dramatically.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Uh, so that's I, my... I
1: agree with that. Yeah. So that that sounds about right.
0: Yeah. So look, hey, look. If the Phillies, if you're listening, you're probably not because there are some people there that, <laughs> that, that hate my guts. But other than that, uh. If you guys are listening, if you go on like a six or seven game winning streak, I'll delete this episode. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> on, can we wait to the end of the season to delete the episode? <laughs> um, hashtag because like, we could be all right and then not make
0: the playoffs, <laughs> and then <laughs> no. no, I know so, you're right. If they
1: if they if they make the playoffs, delete this episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just. <laughs> um,
0: uh, all right, so guys, we'll be back normal time. Um on Sunday night for to wrap up the entire week and just see where they're at. Um, But again, until then head over to manscape.com right now, the, the leaders, the industry leaders and above the neck and below the waist grooming um, for us males um, head over to manscape.com. Use our code baseball 20 for 20% off and free shipping on your order. Head over to SeatGeek.com right now. Use our code on the bump for $20 off your very first ticket purchase. The official secondary market, Ticket lender, uh, ticket dealer for the Major League Baseball. Um, pretty cool seeing their their billboard all over Citizens Bank Park and be like, hey, they're our sponsor. It's pretty cool. Um, so head over to SeatGeek.com right now. Um, again, guys, thank you very much. Uh, you guys can find us on all the socials at RingTheBell856 on Twitter, at RTBBaseball on, on uh, Instagram. Our giveaway post is up. Head over to our Instagram page. Uh, and and check out the rules. Let me head over there right now for you, real quick, to read you the rules. If you head over, and you have to do these three things: like and share the post, leave a star and written a star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts, and comment naming your favorite Phillies player of all time. Um, again, that is a ticket giveaway. We are giving away two. A pair of tickets. We're giving away a pair of tickets. It's two tickets um, to any Phillies home game this summer of your choosing. The winner will be announced on our Sunday, June fourth episode of Ring the Bell. Uh, again, like and share the post. Leave us a, a star, a star rating, and written review on Apple Podcasts, and then comment just simply telling us who your favorite uh, Philadelphia Phillies player is of all time. Uh, all right. So this has been the Ring the Bell podcast. Jason Dean, thank you guys very much. We all hope that things turn around. We're we're Phillies fans. We're not gonna do this. We're not gonna be like Jason and we're not gonna do this show wearing a Padres jersey. Um so <laughs> it's not
2: funny, my friend. It's not funny. Sorry, it's only one Soto jersey. Yeah, They're worse one, than they. us.
0: Yeah, good. They deserve it. Um mm-hmm. when you have scum buckets like Soto and Tatis on your team, you deserve oh, the lose. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm.
2: so Soto never did anything to you, sir.
0: um so yeah head over to our instagram and join the giveaway it's a pretty awesome one i'm I'm really happy with it and i'm excited for it uh again the winner will be announced june 4th on our ring the bell episode and then of course we'll post about the winner and we'll let you guys know um all right so i'm chris that's dean and jason and we'll catch you guys down the road and as always as hard as it is go phillies